How do you take on digital marketing for your business? One bite at a time. Hey there, and welcome to the Pancake Digibytes podcast, where each week we share tips and tricks for successful digital marketing and interview other business owners about their learning moments and successes with marketing. Here now, your host. Hey everybody, Rihanna M. Hill here with the wonderful Tracy for our Breakfast West series to learn more about some fabulous business owners. I'm incredibly excited to have this guest with us. We haven't talked to anyone in this field yet, so I'm really thinking you're going to get some good golden nuggets here. Tracy Brown, RD, is devoted to do no-harm health marketing strategies for health professionals who want to bring compassionate care to folks struggling with health, nutrition, chronic stress, and physical, mental, and emotional health without people feeling preyed upon. Since 2006, Tracy has provided guidance to people recovering from chronic dieting and body image issues and disordered eating, as well as training health professionals how to provide trauma information care while building their practices in a way that supports financially and the practitioner's health by not going into burnout. So you can see why I'm so excited. So hello, Tracy. <laughs> How are you? Rihanna, good, good to see you. And thank you for having me. I know that's a lot. I'm like, oh, I do all that? Eee, that's the way our lives are, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited to unpack it and learn what this all means. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad to be here to talk about it. Absolutely. So where are you in the world? So I am actually in Naples, Florida. Um, yeah, so very southwest part of Florida, and but I work mostly virtually. So I see maybe maybe twenty five percent of my clients in in town in person, but my work my business is actually worldwide. So um, I see people all over the place, both professionals and clients who are struggling with some food stuff. Excellent. Yeah, that's the wonderful part of the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here, and let's go ahead and kick this off with a very important question. Okay. How do you like your pancakes? I like them medium thickness with blueberries in them and syrup. Yes. Blueberries and syrup. Maple syrup. Not like, yeah. The real maple syrup. The real maple syrup for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think blueberries are a crowd favorite. <laughs> I must be. I, I know that um, some people like to straight up plain, but I'm like, no, I like to have something in them. Absolutely. You get a little sweet, a little sour. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are as a person? You know, what okay. makes you, you? Gosh, that's a, it's funny when you start talking about yourself. Well, who am I? I think that I am, it's funny. Sometimes I think I'm pretty intense, but I think I'm really intense about the things that I think really matter and that benefit people's, again, physical, mental, emotional well-being. But a lot of people tell me that I'm really soothing and compassionate. Um, and I think that yeah, when things really matter to me, I'm like I said, I'm pretty driven, but I'm just as equally like, uh, yeah, that's not the big picture. That's not the big picture thing. It's not that it doesn't matter that much. We'll let it go. So it's interesting when you have your the way you are with people, and then the way you are in things that either matter or don't matter to you. It, we can be a little different. So I hope that answers that question. It's kind yeah. of a hard one to it's a hard one to answer. That's not a softball. <laughs> it is. It is. That is fair. <laughs> well, um, I'd love to know a little bit more about your business uh, from okay. the intro. Totally un- intrigued. Let's unpack that a bit and hear about the business from your from you. Sure. So I provide um, online non-diet, which I'll talk about that, what that is in a second. 
um, attuned eating coaching um, for people who have struggled maybe six months, 60 years with any kind of disordered eating or um, discomfort in their own skin, whether it's with food, movement, body size, whatever. And I also train professionals to provide that kind of counseling and coaching as well. So I'm a dietitian by training initially. And then I kind of went on to um, more of a, a non-diet approach, which is I don't give people diets because in fact, I've the science is really clear that 95% of the time that if you go on one, it's not because it's your fault or you're lacking willpower, but biologically our bodies will fight against that and people will gain that weight back within two to five years. So it's like, why would I prescribe something that has such a abysmal success rate, like 5% and not regain that. And then actually be a yo-yo dieter with your health. It deteriorates your health physically and mentally as well. So it's like, there's gotta be a better way. And so think about little babies, you know, they, if they're not tampered with, they eat when they're hungry, they're stuck when they're full. Sometimes they want a lot of noodles. Sometimes they want a lot of grapes and we're just bigger babies. Honestly, we can learn to eat from hunger and fullness and our bodies regulate their size just fine. And so it's not our bodies that are bad. It's our culture's a little messed up around like everybody has to be thin to be healthy or be attractive. And it's like, yeah, there's always been diversity in people. So I think that's a saner approach. So I teach that essentially how to come back home to your body by listening to body signals again and, and kind of like uncomplicating nutrition and eating. So, and I do that all over the world and provide that kind of counseling. And, um, and then from a business perspective for clinicians, a lot of times people are very passionate about this too, whether it's a body image coach or a health coach or a dietitian, <clears throat> but most of us are not trained for business. We don't know how to like, Oh, here's my card. Let alone like, Hey, do a video online. Yeah. So I like to talk and I like to demonstrate things. I'm very kinesthetic. So I talk with my hands and you can't see that, but um, it's one of those things that I needed. We also, I see this very lack, you know, for health professionals to know how to put themselves out there in a non predatory, icky, pressury kind of way, but just offer what's, um, what's, what's possible and not overdo pain points to the point where it's people are like, Oh I'm, yeah, I'm so messed up and there's no point versus like, yeah, that's actually real. You're suffering with this. This is what we can do and help people feel like there's hope. So I teach professionals how to do that too. And Absolutely. that's what this business is about in a nutshell. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I really like that you mentioned that everybody's different and it's really just about listening to, to your body instead of seeing what's out there. You know, we all have that friend who will eat, you know, 10 bowls of ice cream and they can't gain weight for anything. And, yeah. you know, but they're not necessarily healthy either by eating like that. Um, Good point. So weight yeah. is not necessarily an indicator of health. That's right. That, and that's what I teach is like, we can't, I'm not saying that everybody at every size you see them at currently is at their um, most vital place. But I know that hating people and shaming them for that doesn't work either. So it's more about, can we do this very humane approach, um, you know, to helping people find that level of vitality that they could get just from, by focusing on actual health behaviors and not weight. It doesn't work, you know? So it's like, we can, we've been doing this for about a hundred years, trying to control ourselves and other people's bodies by like, if you just get thin enough, then you'll be okay. And it's like, that's not working. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's time to cut ourselves some slack. I like, okay, what's going on and how did I get here? And let's work from that direction. Totally appreciate that. Yeah, this is, this is great. Cool. Well, I'd love to know how you got into this, you know, how did this first get started? Okay. Well, so personally for me, I struggled with anorexia, binging disorder and exercise addiction through my teens and early twenties and got to a really great place of recovery. And I wasn't initially going to go into this work. I was really into sports nutrition and, um, that kind of thing. But the more I just kind of got older and recognized, like most people have issues with food. And I think I just felt more stable in my own life. It's like, I know I can do this. So I just started getting tra- you know, additional training to be an expert in eating disorder care and then have a private practice. But <laughs> problem with having a, your own business is you have to tell people about it. And so it was this evolution of like learning how to talk to the professionals in a way that like, how can I help and serve you, the people you're seeing better and how can we partner and team up and basically relationship marketing is what I learned is like, we all have to kind of work together to get this outcome we want, whether it's me with a doctor a therapist, a physical therapist, art therapy. And then let's say through art therapy, it's like, Oh, Etsy has this really cool art shop where you can find some stuff. And I recognize like, there's something really powerful about building relationships with all kinds of people and we help each other to help people get what they actually want versus quick fixes and, and, and things like that. And, you know, people want growth and freedom, not like another thing to preoccupy their time until that doesn't work. And now I'm a failure. And so anyway, sure. so I had a brick and mortar. Or I worked for other people's brick and mortars, other dietitians, another therapist for about nine years. And then one on my own in so I started in 2006 in like the business world and then 2014 started my own and I was pretty certain with the kind of life I wanted to have with my family that I didn't really want to have a brick and mortar anymore. And at that time, people were like, and that's not that long ago, six years ago, and people really weren't doing a lot of virtual practices. In fact, they're like, no, you can't do it. It won't work. It won't, it won't work. I'm like, maybe not, but I feel like I've got to do it anyway. Yeah. And so that forced me to like be online visible, which is, I started off with honestly blog posts and then Facebook lives. And I still do that to this day. Um, Plus all kinds of other things too, podcasts and things like that. But it's really been very organic relational marketing. And I could share more about how I've done that, but um, yeah, that's kind of how things got here basically. Sure. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, I'd love to know, We'll definitely circle back to the marketing, Um, Mm -hmm. but for now, I'd love to know a little bit more about what is your favorite memory in your business so far? Oh my goodness. That's such a good question. Um, I have two right now that I can think of is when I sold um, my first course to professionals and I had five people come in it. We worked together for 12 weeks. It was deep and intense and they felt like they got what they wanted and needed plus some. It wasn't so much that I sold the five. It was that journey with them that was like one, oh my gosh, like I do know enough. Yay, me. <laughs> to yeah. teach other people. And that was in I did that course in 2017 and I still do it to this day. About twice a year teaches professionals like non-diet counseling skills. Um, so I taught that course, people took the course and bought money, paid money for it, and it helped them in their businesses with their clients. That was probably that. And probably when I had like, I'd say a year and a half ago, maybe two, almost two years now where I have a consistent 
flow of people coming in to where it's like, oh my gosh, like if you have a low week, you're not peeing your pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and being able to trust those ebbs and flows better and then things being consistent. Um, not that there's not low and high times, you know, but just seeing that like, oh, this can work. You know, even though I knew it could work mentally, but it's that piece of feeling in your bones that was like, super, that was super exciting. Like I knew how to like generate people to be interested for me to help basically. Yeah. That validation of this idea is real. Like it sells people want this. I'm helping people. It's a real business. Yeah. And then see people be able to do this online and get good, good outcomes as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. They stuck with it. So it wasn't just like, Oh, I've got clients. Yay. But they get to graduate. They're done. They don't need to see me. And that's amazing. Not because it's me, but like, they were willing to trust and take go on this journey with me to let me basically help them and get what they wanted. It was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Um, well, let's dive a little bit now into some of the sticky stuff. Sure. What are some of the major challenges in your business that you've had to overcome or perhaps you're still working on? Yeah. You know, I think for me, copy is always still a thing of really articulating, not just the head, but the head, heart and gut of like, what the problems are, but not having, and not over identifying people with certain really sticky issues. You know, I'm online on Facebook, Facebook doesn't like you have this problem. So articulating it in a way that's like, it's identifying this is a thing and here's what we can do without it, like getting in Facebook trouble, for example. And, um, I think sticky stuff for me still is like, you know, figuring out Facebook ads, it's going, you know, and it's better than it was last year, but it continues to be a thing. And, it does generate, um, you know, for me, it's more of a generator of people watching my videos to learn about who I am and how I can help them. It's not so much, it hasn't been this whole like, oh, here's, here's some money for Facebook ads and I have 20 clients this week. It's been like, it's almost like a commercial for me. It's not really like a bunch of clients today for me and accepting that that's how, how it works in my niche, to be honest, yeah. as well. The healthcare niche is definitely, or the the diet, exercise, anything kind Mm -hmm. of in that area is definitely a difficult one for Facebook because, and is very heavily regulated because of exactly the things you said in the beginning. You know, so many people originally, when we first got started with this um, back in 2013, 2014, Mm -hmm. you know, you had those ads that were like, oh, here's this. Um, you know, overweight person, and here's this really nice looking, beautiful person. You can do this by just taking this pill. Right. And those ads can be so successful because we want to look like the after picture, so to speak. Yeah. But they can also be so damaging, just like you mentioned. And I think well, yeah. Facebook's trying to fight that with these regulations, but it does make it very hard too because it's an, you know, it's imperfect. We're all kind of learning together. Well, and it's a sensitive topic. I mean, people's relationship with food in their own bodies is very sensitive and you're probably not going to want to like all my stuff or comment on my stuff because even though if you've watched my videos, they're very, just very informational and encouraging, but still, if you have somebody that you don't want to know that maybe you struggle with something gening on your, and you're liking my stuff, you know, it's even if it's a very helpful video, it still doesn't matter. Right. So, um, you know, so I just really focus on again, you know, providing service and value and all the free content content I do. And then, um, it's, it's kind of easy again, once you start to not, it's easier once you start to focus on like, okay, who you're serving, how can you do it in a way 
that doesn't make people feel bad. People want to feel good, like they learn something, they're encouraged. So that's why I stay focused on and it keeps, I don't have any trouble, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the other thing is, you know, what are the sticky or the hard things? It's, I think there's always a challenge with business, right? Like yeah, growth, you get bottlenecked sometimes like, well, do the people maybe want something that's a little different, like group programs, but you know, most of my people tend to want more one-on-one attention. So it's still trying to figure out a way to like, not everything's only my time, but in a way and in a service that people, um, they actually want, you know? So Absolutely. Yeah, there's lots of, there's, I mean, I could go on and on about the challenges, but they're all good challenges. I haven't felt like, oh, this is terrible. It's more about, I think also saying positive, like we chose to do this because we do want to serve and we like being our own bosses. So I think things are, yeah, we just can't give up. We just got to keep plugging away. Absolutely. Just a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, let's shift gears here a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about first jobs. So before you got into this industry, what were some of the first jobs you had and how did those help you? Oh my goodness. So I don't, I don't, I, this is a good thing because I haven't had to meet jobs because I'm a terrible employee. That's why I do my own thing. <laughs> oh, but this is good to know. Yeah. So as a kid, um, I mowed yards like maybe a lot of kids do and I babysat when I had my, when I could drive. My first job was actually at a packing shed. So where you take produce from like fields and farms and they bring in this big place and you sort them, you box them up, whatever. And I worked with a pretty much a large migrant population. And it taught me a lot about like, whatever you've got to do to do it well, no matter how much you get or what's going on. And I mean, people took a lot of pride in like how good they were at doing all the things. And it's like, I don't mean, anything could be yeah, no matter how small a task it is to be done with like respect. So that was a great job, even though it was hard and hot, you know, but it was good. Um, other jobs I've had, other jobs, I haven't been too many more than that. Um, seriously, like I worked at an oil change place in college and a bridal shop in college and then a little retail and that's about it. And after that, I was just kind of mostly school to like professional life, you know? So um, all of them taught me about, um <clears throat> there are going to be people and things that aren't your favorite that you got to do, but it's more about, yeah, is this growing you at all? Or is this a toxic place to be? And there's a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that can be learned from those beginning ones. I think retail is a pretty common one <laughs> learning how to do. I didn't last long in that. And it was, yeah. and I, I was always good at the people part of things. That wasn't the issue. It was more for me. I guess I had like post, school and licensure job and that's where I would get in trouble too is I would see people being apathetic towards other like their customers or their patients I don't do well with those kind of jobs because I you know people all deserve to be heard and seen and respected and when those things weren't happening those jobs that's why I didn't last like very long because I would want to go in and like improve things and people don't like that (laughs) sometimes you know so it's um those kind of jobs showed me like about how much I need to be doing my own thing to run things the way I want to and for people to be treated the way I think they should be treated. So. Absolutely. Well, somebody who might be in that same position now, perhaps kind of bouncing around from different jobs or not quite feeling right. They know they want to go into this professional industry or maybe even start a business uh, kind of based on your journey. What advice would you give to someone who's just getting started out there? 
You know, I, um, because of circumstances and probably people are listening to this too, that you need to work to pay your rent, maybe have food. And I know there's some circumstances where you just got to go all in and put all your time into it to grow something. But for the most part, I do recommend that you have a job that you can at least tolerate to pay some bills, to not put so much pressure on this baby business. Cause yeah. it's so hard for a new business to generate the income you need at the beginning, depending on what you're doing, whether it's goods or services to immediately pay your mortgage and your bills. I don't know people who just do that. It happens, but I think most of us, it doesn't that we need something else to like, I think that's why we recommend is have something you're doing to help pay your bills as you're building your thing at night on the weekends, when we get a chance to one little thing every day, like you said, Rihanna is it matters. It, it, it's like, it builds that little snowball to where eventually you're small giant and it's not so dependent on every little tiny thing you do every day. It's got a, more of a life of its own because you put all that time into it. So I really appreciate that is, you know, a, a business will come up with a whole bunch of its own bills and just having the business pay for its own bills is right. a lot of pressure, let alone having it pay for you and your whole family. And when you're on that phone call focused on, I need to close this so I can feed my kids this month. Sometimes that can be good motivation, but usually that means you're not focusing on, can I really actually help this person? Is this the right fit? Um, Yeah. 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 Oftentimes we'll take on clients or do or promise things that we can't deliver because we're just like, and I understand that. I've, I know I've done it too. Like it wasn't the most ideal client. And we've done it because we needed the income and I totally get that. And, but, and if you don't have to do that, I wouldn't at the beginning and take, you know, it is good motivation, but if you've got, if you love what you're doing, it's like, I always felt motivated. You know, I had other jobs going on as I built this and, you know, my husband worked and I worked too. And slowly this has replaced, you know, all what I was doing before. And when I say slowly, two years, isn't that slow. Not really. It doesn't have to take forever. Um, but it was just uh, honestly an intense amount of focus of like, yeah, I'm going to like, I love doing this. I know it can happen. I know this can help people stay focused, stay yeah. focused on like what generates service and income mm-hmm. and, um, and, and be willing to pivot. You know, some things don't totally work out, but it doesn't mean you scratch at all. So Sure, sure. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Focusing on what's right for you, just kind of like health. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Well, I love to throw this random question in here, Mm. uh, just in the middle, change things up a little bit. What's one totally unique or irrelevant skill that you have? Um, (laughs) That's funny. Um, Totally unique or irrelevant. That's tough when you're a very purposeful person. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Maybe my family would say something like, oh, yeah, you do this. Necess- oh, I just have a lot of unnecessary knowledge. I'm really good at trivia pursuit. Okay. No, that's so, trivia. I'm pursuit. one of those people. Yeah, I'm one of those people. It's like I'm doing the dishes and I hear some commercial in the background or some kind of random fact that who cares. And then I might like, oh, that'll pop in my head two years later. So I think that's, you know irrelevant except for trivia pursuit (laughs) hey next time i need a trivia partner i know who to call funny yeah wonderful well what is something that inspires you i get really inspired 
by my clients, first and foremost, they teach me every single day about what it actually means to heal. What are the actual barriers? And they're never not enough knowledge about nutrition or health. It's more about like this, these barriers of like safety and feeling seen and heard and wanted here. And like that, what they feel matters. So I get inspired by people being willing to express it like every single day. And I'm inspired by people who want to provide something um, that makes somebody's life better. I think it's awesome to like, oh, I see that that could be made a little better or um, yeah. So anybody that's just taking something they're good at, whether it's for me, it's just honestly communicating and being in a relationship with people. That's what I'm good at. That's how my, what my business is based on is me being able to be present and empathetic. I learned all kinds of skills along the way, but it's really just this. Um, but if you're good at sewing, oh my gosh, like teach people, I teach my daughter loves to sew, like create kids classes for online. She would die for that. Like a YouTube, teach me how to do something besides just sew buttons. I mean, that enriches her life. It makes her feel competent. I love people to do stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Being able to do what we love and making a living from it is kind of the the dream. Yeah, that's right. And, and these don't have to be, I mean, a lot of things I do are very mentally complex and emotionally complex. I do a lot of school for all this stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like, it really just, for me, it's, yeah, it boils down to like being present, but if you're really good at gardening, like put that out there so I can learn how to do it. Cause that gives me a break from all of that. And that enriches my life, for example. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Well, is there any other last tidbits you want to share or anything you want to talk about today? Um, I think for people who are highly sensitive folks, I just want to say that uh, I know sometimes we're afraid to do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, be yucky, icky marketer, and then not do anything. I want to just encourage you, like, what would people, like, I would, I would give you an assignment to like, okay, what are five things that people generally love about you? And then if you could feel and see that, speak through that in your marketing. That's how you write. That's how you make your designs. That's how you do all the things and show that out there. That's what people are craving. They don't want to be sold to so much. I mean, we do, but we don't. Um, it's one of those things like, yeah, show me your stuff. But I want you, I want to feel like that, you know, that I'm an actual human. And I'm willing to spend some money if I know that, like, you genuinely, like, care about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause my people aren't going to buy from people who seem like they don't know what they're talking about and um, they don't really care. They're just hoping I click pay yes to 29.99. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to connect with us emotionally. Yeah. So don't be afraid to do that. Totally appreciate that. Yeah. Just do it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes just put it out there, see what happens. And if one person doesn't like it, we'll do it two more times this week and then do it three times next week and three times the next week and start to see what happens after three months of doing that three times a week. Yeah. Snowballing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Perfect. Well, um, for anybody who's been intrigued today and wants to learn more, where can they find you? Well, I would say uh, two places, two or three places are the best, but um, I guess I'll just share. Depends on your platform you love. So I'm on tracybrownrd.com or embodieddietitian.com. That's more for the professionals um, for business and clinical skills training. And then I'm on Facebook at Tracy Brown RD. Yeah. And then all, all the videos I do on Facebook go to YouTube as well. So that's the same handle, all that stuff. 
Perfect. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being here today, sharing all these wonderful nuggets, both about health and being a business owner. Lots of relatable, good content here. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day, everyone. You too. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate your time and hope you found value from today. Be sure to share this with someone if you learned something, or let us know if you have any questions by visiting us on Facebook at Pancake Digital Solutions. Thanks so much.